Episode 72 of the Drive-By Podcast. Hey, what's happening? Freeway Frank, hope you're doing okay. Here we go. Set to go. <laughs> and I'm going to say this right off the top. So we weren't going to put up our Christmas tree this year. Yeah, we don't call it, I don't call it the holiday tree. It's Christmas. I celebrate Christmas. I say Merry Christmas. And that's that. Just like that episode in Goodfellas where they kill Joe Pesci and the guy goes, and that's that. And that's that. You don't like it? Too bad. But we weren't going to put up our Christmas tree this year. And the reason why is my wife and I both said, okay, we put the Christmas decorations out a few days after Remembrance Day outside. Nice decorations. But then we never got to, and that's not true. We, we put up different decorations around the house, but we never put up the actual tree. So we have the Christmas spirit, but it wasn't the full-on Christmas spirit because 2022, it wasn't a great year. Let's be honest for a lot of people, wasn't a great year. For us personally, together, her and I, solid as a rock. But in terms of life, the way it started off, we don't have to rehash. Do we need to rehash? We're not rehashing everything from this past year and how it started and still how it's ending. It's still anyway, point is we weren't going to put up the tree because 2022 sucked. But then I looked at my wife and said, Seth, the spirit of Christmas is the spirit of Christmas. It doesn't matter what your year was like. We have to enjoy the moment. We have to enjoy now as we head into 2023. I don't want to you know, right off 2022 and say, here are the Grinches, Frank and Steph. We're not celebrating Christmas this year. No, we have to celebrate it. So my wife says, all right, we'll put up the tree. But this this year, I want to put it up in a different room. We always put it up in our dining room, which faces uh, the uh, the front window. But this time, my wife wanted to put it in our living room, family room, whatever you want to call it. Is that inappropriate? Living, family, what is it? I, I, they're still good? Okay. So in our living room, because it would be even more cozy, and she was 100% right, knocked it out of the ballpark, we put it up. But my wife said, for me to put up the tree this year, I have to have some eggnog. I feel like having some eggnog. My wife, I don't remember the last time she asked for this, and she goes, and we're going to spike it with rum. So I thought, okay, this is not a bad thing. Sunday drinking, we usually don't drink on Sunday. And we don't drink as much as we did when we were younger. Back when we were younger, we were living in Calgary. We first met. She was younger. There'd be a few more drinks dropping. Okay, But now, we don't do that as much. Even though we're well-equipped with the drive-by. There's a, my, my drive-by podcast bar is right outside this door. Very well-equipped. But we like having it there when people come over. You know what I'm saying? Having that setting for serving people, hosting your friends. That's what it's all about. I head over to the grocery store, I buy some eggnog, I come back, I put some rum in it, I mix it up, ice it all up, and it's fantastic, and it's going down really well. And then my wife and I decide uh, we're going to have a barbecue, 
And this is all happening in real time. So it's, you know, the eggnog is obviously making us feel better. The tree is looking f f fantastic. And now we're going to have a barbecue. And now besides the barbecue, my wife and I, uh, at some point after the barbecue, after a couple of more uh, eggnogs spiked a la rum, Jamaican rum, we decide we're going to um, uh, maybe um, smoke a joint, <laughs> which never happens, ever happens. I'm being honest, never happens. Not with me. So now all of a sudden, we're going to smoke one. And not only do we end up doing that, but of course, with the meal, we have a bottle of wine. We don't finish the whole bottle of wine, so we only had half a bottle of wine. It turned out to be a lovely Sunday afternoon into evening. Then we watched an episode of Unsolved Mysteries. It ended up being a nice evening. But all that being said is that we weren't going to put up the tree, and it ends up being one of the best days, in my opinion, that we've had in the last couple of months. So don't shit on Christmas because we almost did. And I knew deep in my heart I wasn't going to shit on Christmas. It's like, what does Christmas have to do with this? And it ended up being, honestly, it ended up being a wonderful day. It could have ended badly because this was our window, right? To put up the tree. Two weeks left before Christmas. All the other decorations are up. It was either going to go up or not going to go up, and, if, and it did. But I'm saying this as a public service announcement because no matter what is going on in your life, something like that can create an even bigger bond with you and the person that you love or whomever, a friend, this you know, spending that special moment together, doing something together, when you thought you weren't going to do something, but you end up doing it and putting you in a, it, it ended up putting you in a better mood. So I suggest not kiboshing ideas that are meant to happen. They're supposed to happen. These things, these celebrations are supposed to happen. So you keep moving. You keep moving forward. Keep on walking and don't look back. There's something else in front of you. Forget about what you left behind. So I wanted to start it off by saying that because it ended up being, <laughs> it's funny how it went from, we're not putting up the tree this year, to we're having eggnog, to uh, maybe we're going to smoke some pot and uh, have a half a bottle of wine and barbecue. And, wow, that, that change escalated really quickly is what I'm saying. And when you're in the moment and you're having fun, then you look back and you're like, wow, I almost didn't do this. What's wrong with me? Another thing I had with my wife was a, a discussion that was interesting. And I said to Steph, this was over the weekend, everyone stereotypes, right? Everyone stereotypes. And there's a percentage of, okay, I don't want to say it this way. I was going to say everyone is a little racist and they don't even know it. But I don't mean to say it that way because I don't, I'm not a racist in any way. But through stereotypes, Everyone stereotypes is a better way of putting it. Everyone immediately stereotypes when it comes to something. I'll give some examples. But therefore, because of these stereotypes, it could make you look like, at some point, a bit of a racist. Depending on who hears you, maybe to yourself, maybe to your significant other. But my wife agreed. She said, oh, definitely. Everyone, and, and people are not willing to admit it. But it's true. So you're driving and somebody cuts you off, do you automatically think to yourself, who's, you're trying to guess who is driving that car, right? I mean, no, it can't just be me. You, you can't tell me that. Like somebody cuts you off and then 
You go into the middle lane, someone cuts you off again. Like they're totally oblivious to what's going on. So in your mind, you're thinking you have the vision, the visual. And this is uh, not necessarily right, I'm saying. This stereotype is very bad. But my point is, in your mind, you're thinking you have that image of who that driver is. Now, I'm not going to say it because, <laughs> you know, it's funny to me. And again, I don't think it's racist at all. Because that has nothing to do with race. Uh, sometimes it could be gender, the definite gender based, no doubt about it. But we all do it. Everybody does it. And the people that I know that are the most or the most inclusive people, they still do it. About their own race, they'll say things. I've heard people talk about their own race with saying, Oh yeah, well, you don't know, but you know, my people were this, or my people were that. So everybody does it. Everybody does it. I'm not even going to throw, I thought I was going to throw cultural groups out, but there's no point. It's, you could do, look, I'm Italian, and you could do this when it comes to Italians. You know, you get your image. When it comes to Greeks, you get an image of that. When it comes to, you name the group, you get an image. And is that image automatically racist? A stereotype? What is it exactly? It's because as humans, we've been programmed in a certain way, to whether it's judge, profile, whatever the case is, when you think of something, right, you automatically think, so I, you think of Italians, you automatically think this. You think of, you know, Jamaican, you automatically think this. And technically, you shouldn't. I'll speak for my own culture. Just because you're Italian, it doesn't make you a mobster. And that's that. But a lot of people like to think that all Italians are somewhat connected. Or somehow connected to the, to the mob. Therefore, I let them believe that. It's to my advantage to let people believe that. Because if people are so silly that they would say, are you, are you, are you, are you? And I ha I've had this asked to me many times, and it was mostly not here in Montreal, but in other parts of the country that I lived. You know, where people just don't know as much about that kind of stuff. So you're in Alberta, you're in BC, you're Italian. You know, they don't judge you in the same ways that they judge you here in Quebec. They just ask innocent questions like, uh, do you know any mobsters? Are you connected? Are you part of a crime family? <laughs> and my point is, when people have asked me silly questions, albeit sometimes somewhat innocently, I let them believe it. If they want to think I'm a mobster or, or I'm somehow connected, I'll let them believe, even though, of course, it's the furthest thing from the truth. But at the same time, it's kind of fun, right? People feed on stereotypes sometimes for their own. I don't know what it is. Sometimes people, like, they just, you know, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, he's like, oh, you know how they, you hear it all the time. You hear it all the time. I hear people do it all the time. Yeah, there are certain cultures, certain people that sway a certain way or do certain things. It's typical. You're like, oh, yeah, well, of course, you know. Yeah, I've got but it's not right. It is not right to automatically assume because someone is of a certain whatever culture, race, gender, that they're automatically a certain way. I, I don't usually make my assumptions you know or my calculations or my judgments on a person how they are based on oh if they're like this they must be like this but people do it all the time and sometimes as i said they don't do it with malicious intent it's just kind of like oh they're greek oh well you know the greeks oh they're they're Ital oh the italians oh yeah you know how they are you know the one i hear all the time is about when it comes to women 
from a certain two or three countries or area of Europe. Uh, women, oh, women are so, oh, these are, they're, oh, these women, they're strong-minded. They're the ones that wear the pants in the household. You hear it from other women too, right? And then it gets stuck in your head. And, that, and, and, and then you start to think, is it true? And then you meet another person from that, and they act the exact same way. And then you start thinking, oh, maybe it is true. <laughs> but does that make you? Does that make you? A percentage racist. So this is the conversation I was having with my wife. Does that make you that all of us have a percentage of that in us, in our DNA? I like to call it stereotypes, as I said. Everyone has has their predisposed opinions on certain people because that's just life. That's just the world. That's just how it works. And that's it. And it doesn't make it right. You know, when it comes more like culture, and the way people are from certain countries in certain ways, like their traditions and what they're most likely to say or believe in. You know, like, uh, you know, Italians, you go over to their home and they're over the top. It's like, no, they just can't have one charcuterie board. It's like 10 of them and the whole island is full of food. And whether they have the most money or not a lot of money, it's always a show. Why can't we just admit that? And whether it's the right thing to do or it's exaggerated, or it's too much and over the top. We do it as Italian. Italians are known for this, okay? So, and, and that's a positive thing, I think, which could be spun negatively if you look at it as, oh, just show it off, whatever the case is, right? But we do know that certain people do certain things, and they're consistently known for doing those things. That's what I'm getting at. So my wife and I, we, we were talking about that. I say, yeah, absolutely. This is something I should mention on the podcast because people do that. People, we all have that in us. You see something and you automatically have a thought about it because unless you know nothing about that culture, that person, but if you do know a little about it, you do go in with some, I guess, some, some bias, okay? It, it's, it's normal. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, except for if you're a complete and utter racist and bigot, that there's no place for that. But I'm not talking about that. I think everybody gets what I'm talking about. It's just things that people assume about other people and not necessarily assume. They just like, well, it's happened to me with my last 15 interactions with <laughs> this ethnic group. Chances are this is what they're about, right? And, it, and as, I said, as I said, this is not necessarily a negative thing it could be their traditions how they do things how they celebrate a holiday how they go overboard how they go whatever it is another thing i was talking about with my wife and these have all made the podcast topic board today uh before we wrap up episode 72 of the drive-by is who is smarter in your relationship are you both equally as smart you and your significant other or are you willing to admit one is smarter than the other? I had this discussion with my wife, and we came up with, she, she views me as smart. She goes, oh, you're definitely smart. And, she go, and, and I know Stephanie is definitely intelligent as well. But we have two different, I guess, abilities and IQs that we bring to the table. I'm better here. In this domain, she's better there. General knowledge stuff. It could be because I'm older. It could be because I care more about certain things she doesn't. I may know, I don't know, politics, geography, et cetera, et cetera. 
I may be quicker and better at certain things. She's better at other things. You know what I'm trying to say? Like when it comes to organizational skills, getting things done, not procrastinating, just overall IQ, quickness, analyzing, analytical ability. She has it and I have other IQ, if that makes any sense. I don't think one is necessarily smarter than the other. However, we do, as I said, balance each other out. But there are couples, there's no doubt in my mind, when you meet them, you know, you, you speak to them and you go, sometimes you go, okay, they're both equally as dumb. <laughs> They'll be the first two. I was watching Sebastian Maniscalco's latest special on Netflix, and he, he admitted that both he and his wife Lana are, are dumb. They're, they're not smart, okay? So I, I, I thought that was cool that he admitted that. And it was in a funny way. I don't think he necessarily means it, but there is some truth to it according to the way he said it. Like, we're dumb. We, we, we don't know what's going on. We really don't. We look at each other. Do you understand what's going on? And she says the same thing. No, do you? Okay, we're on the same page. Some couples, some people, you see who the smart person is, right? You, you look at them and you go, okay, this is definitely, or they're, they're equally as balanced when it comes to, to smarts, or you look at one, you look at the other, and you say, oh, all right, this person is definitely takes the cake when it comes to intelligence. This person is better at this, whatever the case is. But sometimes you just don't get it because you see a really, really smart woman with a really unintelligent guy. And you wonder, you scratch your head and go, how to, how to, and she's beautiful. And how to, what does she see in this guy? And likewise, women do the same thing. They look at, you know, guys, very smart, very handsome. And they look at the woman, they go, what? What's going on here? How the heck? People definitely look at that. People definitely see that. Speaking of stereotypes, we are talking about that earlier. People definitely do that. They analyze couples that they hang out with, and they wonder, how, what's going on here? What does he see in her? What does she see in him? Sometimes it has nothing to do with intelligence or IQ. It has to do with looks. <laughs> that's the one that's usually the case, right? You look at it, you go, what the hell does she see in him? But most guys don't think that way. So it's mostly like, what the hell does he see in her? Because women, we know women. And the way they are, and they speak in groups, and they look and go, what, "What is she? What is she? What is he doing with her?" Like they and they do this. I think guys more than ever do this now, in this day and age. But back in the day, we didn't care about stuff like that. Guys don't have that that sense in them. And even if they do, they don't talk about it. We don't sit around with you know ten other fifteen guys playing poker, wondering why the attractive woman is with the unattractive guy. We we don't do that. We don't because we know it's money. Okay, there's a lot of truth in that, but that's not always the case. We're wrapping up episode 72. We, me, myself, and I of the Drive-By Podcast Tuesday edition. Thank you so much for uh, listening in. You could review or comment anytime on Apple Podcasts or give it a five-star rating on Spotify. Catch you again in 48 hours for the Thursday edition as we draw closer to the one-year anniversary since I put out the pilot of the Drive-By Podcast with uh, my good friend Rick the Temp Campanelli last year. That was December 20th I released that one. It was the podcast, I guess you could call it, series debut. And then a couple of weeks later in January, I um, committed to putting out a podcast every week, and that became two weeks over the summer. And here we are. Amazing. So we're almost there at a year, and I'm very happy to still be doing this, and I appreciate you on the other side, and I'll speak to you again soon. Ciao for now.
drive-by with Freeway Frank. Freeway Frank.